0: Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the You Must Be a Wildflower podcast, the place to be for those who love to travel, who have moved abroad, or those who simply would like some wildflower inspiration. Join me, Sophie G., your new international BFF, as we meet various interesting people and learn their unbelievable stories. Tune in every Tuesday for your weekly dose of wild. But beware, you might catch the travel bug. Hello, everyone. Hi. So, wow. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm so excited that you are here with me listening to my first ever podcast. So before we get into the interviews with all of our exciting wildflowers, I thought it would be a great idea to introduce you all to moi and, of course, tell you my story. So I like keeping things straight to the point. So let's get right into it. As you heard in the intro, my name is Sophie, and I am the girl behind the Wildflower Podcast. You know, it's kind of funny because I never thought I would be ever recording a podcast, but as you will find out during the next minutes and in the upcoming episodes, many things in my life are very random and unexpected. I seem to throw myself into multiple situations and I know this could be a good or bad thing, but yeah, let's keep it as a good thing and keep things positive. So where do I start? Yes. So who am I? I am a French Canadian girl and I come from a little town about four hours north of Toronto, Ontario in Canada, obviously. And uh, I grew up in a little town called Chelmsford. As technically an only child, sounds weird but true. I do have a sister, she just never lived in our house as I grew up, so it kind of felt like I was an only child, but that's besides the point. Being an only child was interesting for me since I kind of felt like it was me against the world. Not in a bad way, but just in the sense of I had to figure it out by myself. And let's just say I was always a little bit unique and independent. During my teenage years and growing up in a small town, I remember always telling everyone I knew that I was not going to live in Canada. I will live in Asia. I don't know why, but I wanted to settle on a little tropical island and teach yoga on a beach, maybe open a little boutique, have a huge, cute golden retriever dog, and live in a big villa and travel all the time. Well now, fast forward 10 years later, ah, here I am, laying, enjoying the sun, on my beautiful balcony, in my apartment, in Switzerland, with my two cats and my handsome fiancé. Wait, (laughs) what rewind? Yeah, let's just say a girl can dream, but you never know what will happen. And this makes me laugh so much because 10 years ago, you could ask me where Switzerland was on the map, and there's a hundred percent chance that I would point to Brazil. But there is one thing for sure, is that since I was little, I have always said I would move away and would not live in Canada. But there's nothing wrong with Canada, really. It's just something in my soul told me that I had to go somewhere else. You know, I always loved traveling. I've been to many places from Mexico, Las Vegas, Rio, Thailand, but one thing that really never piqued my interest was traveling to Europe. I don't know why, but being young and unaware of what's around me, I just thought that Europe equals high school history class and equals boring. (laughs) Yeah, you can judge the old me if you would like. I am too. It is not until Christmas 2017, where we were in Canada having our family dinner. My cousin April was at this dinner and told me that she was going to visit my cousin, her brother, that had just moved to Switzerland. And she was leaving in just one week. She was staying there for 10 days And she decided to ask me, do you want to come? Yeah, well, who would say no? So right there and then I called my boss and asked for 10 days off. What a great employee. And after he agreed, I booked my flight just a couple hours after. And next thing you know, boom, I am in Switzerland. This trip was unbelievable. We went to the Swiss Alps to toboggan down the mountains, had a lot of Swiss cheese and maybe a little bit too much to drink. We even went to Milan for nine hours. I know, random. But one thing is for sure is that the whole trip, I remember telling April that one day I was going to move here. After a beautiful 10 days, I was on my way back to Canada, already on my computer searching for job opportunities in Switzerland. But having no degree and not speaking the language in Switzerland, the chances of me getting a job were really slim. But something told me that I had to do whatever it takes to get there. So thanks to YouTube, I found a video and the easiest way for me to move to Switzerland was to become an au pair. So what exactly is an au pair? This is somebody that comes and lives in your home and takes care of your children and does lighthouse work in exchange for a small income, but the opportunity to live in your home country and learn the language so for me, it was to live in Switzerland and learn, language, uh, learn German. Being the person that I am, I thought, perfect. And I immediately made myself a profile online. And I was looking for families to work for. Three days later, guys. Three days later. Yeah, I know. Things are moving fast. I had a Skype call with a potential and lovely host family to keep things very short. That is the family I ended up moving to Switzerland for, five months later. August 8, 2018. I was on a big jet plane on my way to Switzerland. I remember playing my favorite music, singing to myself on the plane as I looked through the clouds thinking, wow, this cannot get any better. I arrived at the Basel Airport and my host family was waiting there for me with big hugs. Four kids and a single mom. I had my own apartment and all. Oh boy. My butt fell asleep so fast that night with the biggest smile on my face. The next morning, my alarm rang at 7 to start work. Just a little disclaimer, Switzerland is supposed to be very strict with their rules and regulation. So, back to the story, I arrived at the house across the street from my apartment, ready to work. And let's just say things were a little different in this household. She had a list down to her ankles of chores for me to do, which included her taxes, gardening, five loads of laundry, but the best of all was the three pool tarps that I, I don't want to sound like a princess, but I really felt like one. The mom gave me three muddy tarps with a little bucket of water and soap, plus a sponge. And she wanted me to wash them and them up as soon as possible. It was a rush. I couldn't help myself from laughing. If any of you know what an au pair is supposed to do, you would understand that this is not really okay. You're kind of supposed to be part of the family, but I was barely even taking care of the kids. But the story doesn't end here. I had no schedule. I always had Sunday off, so... But every other day was like a never-ending story of tarps and taxes. Just kidding, but you can use your imagination. I was absolutely devastated after one month of working with that family. I just had enough. I wanted to talk to my host mom and tell her what I think. So I had prepared a contract for her to sign. And anyways, what ended up happening is that I gave her my notice. But she wanted me to leave as soon as possible. So (laughs) after she signed the paper, I went to my apartment that I must say, I really loved, packed all my stuff, and went to the bus stop. Of course, it's 8 p.m., I have nowhere to go, and on top of this, it was pouring rain. I was crying and thinking, what the hell did I do? I had made a few friends during that month, and one of my closest friends being Sophie from Canada, who was also my neighbor, and her host family was absolutely amazing. They helped me a lot, as well as Sophie. I also ended up staying at a a few nights at other au pairs' host family's places until I figured out what to do with myself. But all I know is that the original family that I came here for wanted me out of the country. She actually tried to make me sign a paper stating that I was not a good au pair, that I wasn't eating the food, wouldn't listen and that I had to leave Switzerland right away and couldn't work for another family. When I got this paper I immediately called the agency and told them the truth and you know this also made me laugh because the owner of the agency ended up being one of my host mom's closest friends. Yeah, real awkward. After quitting and selling everything I had back in Canada, there was no way that I was going back after one month. I was determined to find another family, and I did, but down the street from my old host family. I honestly, I don't know how they didn't know I was living down the street for them for the rest of the year. During my au pair year, I made a load of au pair friends that I will always keep in my heart. Sophie, the two graces, Matteo, Isabel, Macarena. I could go on. Being all international made us a great group. During this time, we also got a little bit into the dating world. I went on some dates, but man, did they not turn out well. To the point where I was so over it. I did not want to meet anyone anymore until (laughs) this one Swiss guy kept sending me messages. But as he would say, I never gave him much attention. I would never answer. He even gave me his number and I didn't end up texting him. Why? Because I had no interest on going on any more stupid dates until one day, He sent me a Snapchat, I know, we're in that generation where this is normal, where he was baking cookies with his friends, and they were all wearing those white chef hats. Yeah, weird, but I like weird, and that definitely caught my attention. I answered, and we started chatting to the point where I was like, wow, this guy is cute, he's funny, he seems really sympathetic. So I decided to ask for his number. He immediately replied and said, I already gave it to you. (laughs) Wow, that made me look great. But I think he forgave me. Don't worry. He asked me to come to Bern for a dinner, but I needed to take the train halfway. It's around one hour away from Basel. So I thought, okay, for the mystery white chef hat guy, why not? The date went absolutely great. We went to a good Italian restaurant and went to the Christmas market in Bern. He even ended up dropping me off in Basel, but then told me he wasn't sure he would like to date someone that didn't speak German. I was honestly kind of pissed, but gave him a cute awkward hug and went home. I really thought that was the end. Little did I know that this was the beginning of something crazy. I got a text, guys, a text, a really cute one, like that he said he enjoyed and wanted to see me again. So, huh, I was confused, but you know, happy, because yay, he wants to see me again. Our second date was a fondue dinner with his friends. Now that I'm saying that, things move really fast in my world, but it was really great. After this time, I think we saw each other once more, and then I was off to Canada for three weeks for the Christmas holidays. He gave me one of his Swiss Army shirts to bring to Canada with me. I think that was to make sure I wouldn't forget about him, but man, I could not get him off my mind. To the point that we were FaceTiming every day, Everyone in Canada was annoyed by how much time I spent on my phone, but we just seemed to have a never ending conversation. Guys, I can't believe this, but one day I checked my mailbox in Canada and there was a huge package for me a pink, fuzzy onesie. Yeah, I don't need to say more, I think. Fast forward to the end of my au pair year, staying in Switzerland. Coming from another country is quite difficult, but I was in love with the Swiss man. I was trying to find a way to stay, so I came up with the idea of studying. Since I had no education, this was the best route for me anyways. So I found an English four-year program in Bern, Switzerland. I applied, got accepted and ended up moving in our first apartment together around August, March 8, 2020. He asked me to marry him. But the proposal is a story for another time. So here I am now, living in Switzerland, with him and my two cats, Blue and Watson, studying, teaching yoga, living, and enjoying life. Yes, life is crazy but great. Who knew this small-town Canadian girl would be moving to Switzerland and learning German? Yeah, mein Deutsch is so good. <laughs> but that is my story of my move abroad to Switzerland. I think there's a lot more to come. I absolutely love sharing and hearing stories like these, and this is exactly why I wanted to start this podcast. I have many stories for you all and I'm excited to introduce you all to amazing women from all over the world and let them tell their travel and moving abroad story. So thank you guys for tuning in and we will see you next week on You Must Be a Wildflower. Lots of love and big hugs. Your host, Sophie G.